The work hours for a professional working in athletics can fluctuate. That is why the University of Cincinnati Online designed a Master of Sports Administration program that is both flexible and 100% online. Connect and build relationships with other students, alumni working in athletics, and their experienced staff. The best part? You can graduate in as little as one year. Unsure about going back to school? UC Online has a team of student success coordinators ready to guide you from start to graduation. Reach out today and learn more about UC Online. Go to online.uc.edu. Look under master's programs and find the master in sport administration. One more time, go to online.uc.edu. Look under master's programs and then find the master of sport administration. You are going to be able to get information out of them in this process about what the company stands for and the culture without just saying, so what's the culture like? This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. We're not going to waste any time today. We're going to jump right into things. No housekeeping, no other things we need to talk about. Let's get into our topic today, which is based around culture. And I think it's a really important question coming in from Jesse in Chicago. Hey, Brian, time for some straight talk. I've been working in the sports industry for three years and I was in a toxic culture. It was awful and I quit in January. I needed a month or two to heal and get my mind straight, but I'm ready to get back at it. I still love the sports industry, but I'm afraid I'll pick another toxic company with my next move. How do you find out if a company culture is good or bad? What a powerful question, Jesse. First off, thank you for trusting me with it. This acknowledging this fear, concern, and vulnerability is really impressive on your part. I think a lot of people tend to pull away from that and aren't willing to admit that this was hard for them and that they did struggle and that they did need time to heal. So I'm, I'm proud of you for bringing that up, and I thank you for having this conversation and trusting us with it. As many of you know, I speak in college classrooms all across the country, and I always love these sessions to be as engaging as possible and getting as many questions as I can from the audience because that's how I stay attuned to what's happening right now. That's how I know what's most important for people to know. So when when a student asks, like, well, at his virtual interview coming up, what do you think about that? I know that these are trends that you guys are worried about and want to talk about. So it's a great way for me to learn. The reason I bring this up is because over the last six to eight months, I'd say a vast majority of the questions that I'm getting from students revolve around mental health. People are feeling on the edge, a lot of it because of the pandemic, the last two years, the upheaval that's happening, the inflation people are talking about, the war happening in Russia and Ukraine. I think there's a lot of anxiety that's building up. And people feel like they're standing on the edge of the cliff and they can't handle one more push. And so they're thinking to themselves, like, how do I protect myself? How do I get ready for this mental health challenge? How do I insulate myself from a lot of what's going on out there? So the topic often goes to mental health, which I think is a really important one. So let's discuss how we can evaluate culture before you accept the next job. I, I will tell you a quick story. My, my wife had a very similar situation. In the fall, she, she'd been at a company for 10 years. Um, the culture shifted over the last two, and things got really bad and really intense, and she quit in the fall, much like you're talking about, Jesse, or Jesse, I think you said January, but she quit in the fall. 
And she went through the same process where she had to take a couple months to heal. She had to take a couple months to take a step back, to meditate, to figure out like what her next step was, to make sure she was making smart decisions and not reactive ones. And it's all worked out. She has found a great next step. She has found a great next opportunity. And some of that came from taking her time and weaving her way through this and feeling like she was in a better place. So the reason I bring that up, Jesse, is for you to know that too. It's like, I think you did the right thing by leaving your organization if it was a toxic culture. And I think you really did the right thing by giving yourself a little bit of time to heal. And now that you're ready to go back out, let's put a strategy in place for you. So what is culture? It's the personality of the company. It's how things are done around here. It's how things are accepted. It's like what they stand for. And that can include things like their core values, the organization's core values, how people interact with one another, dress code, the physical layout of the office, work hours, expectations, flexibility, how performance is rewarded or punished, work pace and expectations, and really dozens of other factors. It's a complex thing, culture, that in, in, incorporates a lot. So, how do you start to go back to, to evaluating that? One of the first things I want to mention is that first thing that I mentioned, core values. I think the best organizations that I've either worked with, consulted with, met people within are those organizations that know what they stand for and they're transparent about it. So they have core values. They say, this is who we are. This is how we staff. This is how we expect everybody to act. And the best businesses establish that. It's one major thing to be looking for because that level of transparency is not as common as you think. I'm going to get into questions you can ask during an interview because I think that's one of the best ways to discover a company's culture. But I do think one of those best questions is, what are the core values of your organization? And if the other person, the person you're talking to, can't articulate them, if they can't express what you stand for or who you are as a company, who they are as a company, it's a big red flag. Before we get into all those questions, I want to start with some other things you can do based on available information. Um, when we're talking about culture, Jesse, anybody else listening, you have a lot of steps to start to learn. So you're going to evaluate and observe the interview process on the phone, on a video, in person, the work environment. You're going to observe a lot of things. But let's talk about research. Good places to start doing your research when you get asked to be part of an interview process before you're going to make any kind of a career decision the company's annual report is actually a really good one. An annual report can really help you learn details about the direction of the company and the type of company that you may start working for and how they work, how they operate. Do they pay their debts when they come due? Are profits and losses uh, changing year over year? What direction are they headed? That can impact how the operation works, how it's grown over time, what it requires to maintain or expand its business, operational expenses. Like it, you have to realize if they're spending a ton of money for some new office building, there might be additional pressure to make more revenue to compensate for that. And, or you can just evaluate how they make their decisions. Think of these questions and what you can gather as research through the lens of culture. If staffing has gone down, is that a red flag, right? Is it a place that people are leaving? Are they having trouble hiring because the people have questions about it? Are they trending lower on revenue? Is that going to be a panicked culture? If their numbers are going down, is it going to be really urgent and crazy and over the top? And expectations are going to be out of whack with reality. And the flip side too, you could read this and see really positive things. Their, their hiring numbers have gone up. They've got a new office building. These good things are happening. They're more profitable than ever. They launched a new product line. It's super successful. There's good buzz about them. So that's a good way to start to learn is by looking at that. 
um, the company's annual reports. Also go to the company website. Now, remember, this is something that's crafted by them. So they have to look at it with a grain of salt. But how do they talk about themselves? Read read between the lines a little bit. Uh, Are they talking about an urgent, fast-paced culture? Is that right for you? Are they talking about their expectations? Are they talking about their core values or what they believe in? Do they have a video of the office and the work environment? Do you get any kind of a vibe from that? So that's a good way to start to learn. But then also third-party sites. You can go to an employment review site like Glassdoor and see what people are saying. Now, again, read that sometimes with a grain of salt because sometimes those who have grievances are much more likely to speak up and complain on a site like Glassdoor than those who really liked the experience. So you might see things that look out of whack. Just Take them all in as data points, okay? If a company has a reputation for treating its customers poorly, like if you're reading reviews on Glassdoor that says that we were treated poorly as a vendor of theirs, that's usually a red flag that they're probably going to teach their, they're not going to treat their employees any better. Like if they are bad with customers and they don't pay their bills, or they are hard to work with, that might say something about the culture. So start to evaluate that as well. Be really observant. So listen, we are definitely dealing in a world where there's not as much in-person interviewing. There's more now than there was six months ago and a year ago. But if you're in the building and you're on site, observe how employees interact with one another. What are you seeing out there? Really be observant. Think of yourself like a detective that day that you're trying to get clues into the culture. It's super important. How's everybody dressed? What's that say about the environment? What's their level of professionalism? How are they behaving? If you're sitting there in the waiting room and you hear a bunch of people dropping F-bombs and being all crazy and over the top or whatever, is that the right vibe? Maybe it is. Maybe that's exactly what you want. But again, you're just evaluating for your personality. I'm not here to tell you what's right or wrong. I'm trying to tell you tips that you can use to evaluate what's happening there. Um, are there pictures of the company softball team on the wall? And you know, is there, is, are, there, are there pride moments of the staff together? Did they do a team event at the Special Olympics or something like that? And you see them on the, in, the, in the lobby or, or something of that nature. Do they have any awards up on the wall that shows them as the best place to work in their local county or jurisdiction or, or nationally? Do the employees look happy? Does the environment feel upbeat? These are all things you need to start to be observant about. Remember, when you're in an interview process, you are evaluating them as much as they are evaluating you. So these are things to look for and be observant of. When you're sitting in a waiting room, is it clean? Is it a mess? Do they communicate well? Does the person that greets you seem happy to be there? These are all things you need to cue in on because that can be indicative of culture. If people are not seeming happy and good and upbeat, well, that could be a sign that people are overworked and over higher expectations and they're not getting the tools that they need. And all these things can be part of the indications of, of what's happening. Now, the most important piece of advice I can give you, unless you know somebody working at the company, you can talk to directly. The person you interview is going to be your linchpin to information you are going to be able to get information out of them in this process about what the company stands for and the culture without just saying, well, so what's the culture like? You know, you're going to have to be a little bit, I don't want to say sneakier, but you're going to have to be a little bit more um, subtle than that. So you, if you're not going to get a very useful or illustrative answer, if you say something like, what's the culture like? So let's, let's dig into a couple other questions that can start to help you. Does the company have a standard set of values? I believe the most progressive companies understand their culture, the importance of it, and the influence it has on everybody working within. So if they have a standard set of values, they should know it. It's exactly what I talked about earlier in core values. You should be ready to ask a question like that and expect a really 
good answer. Because if somebody can answer that quickly and detailed and really hit on what's important and aligns with you who you are, that's a good start. Here's another question. How are decisions made around here and what type of decisions would I make? See if the company has a participative, participative, yeah, somewhere in there. You know what I'm saying? If they want everybody to participate in the management, right? Because some people have this, some organizations will have a system set up where it's like, we're the decision makers and you're the executors. Well, you know, a good culture should understand good ideas come from everywhere and should allow people to be part of the process. So asking, how are decisions made around here? Is it top down or is is it inclusive? It's a good question. What's the career path for this position? An important part of culture is how you feel embodied and embraced by the organization. So if you ask a question about career path, where can I go? How does this develop? What is my ceiling here? Again, someone should have a really good answer for that. And if they don't, if they don't have clarity, then that is a sign possibly that they don't have their, they're not looking at you as a developmental piece. They're looking at you as a stopgap to fill a spot. And that might not be what you're looking for. How is performance evaluated? How is risk-taking encouraged? What happens when people fail? You know, these are all really important questions to start to understand processes. You know, I know I asked a question like this when I was interviewing for a job, not recently, but actually when Work in Sports was acquired by iHire and I had my first meeting with the person who was now my new boss, I asked some of these questions. It wasn't a formal interview, but I asked some of these exact type of questions because I wanted to understand what this environment was going to be like. And I remember asking what happens when people fail. And my boss, Michelle, who is fantastic, really gave this really cool story about a failure that she had. And she explained that. And she's like, I messed up and I did this thing. And I went to the CEO, her boss, and explained it to him and said, I messed up. I made this big mistake. Here's what I did. Here's how I'm here's how I'm fixing it so it never happens again. And he's like, okay. okay. You seem to have your arms around it. And she told me that. And I was like, that's a really good way of getting across what this culture is like. Is that it wasn't fire and brimstone. It wasn't punitive. It was, okay, I get it. It sounds like you made a mistake. You understand what the mistake is and you have a plan to, to succeed going forward. Okay, great. Let's go. You know, like, that's great. I hear that. And I'm like, awesome. That's a great way for me to understand what the culture is like. Uh, what's the turnover rate? Why do employees leave this company? Why have people left this company? Be straightforward. You're interviewing them as well. What type of achievements are recognized by the company? What, what does success look like? Can you describe the environment here? I think that falls into the culture, like what's the culture like here, but you can start to ask them, you know, the teamwork among employees, career development, free snacks in the break room, those kind of things, you know, like just tell me a little bit more about the environment and asking, can I speak with some of your employees, some of your team, other team members or, or my potential coworkers? Would that be acceptable? Again, because you want to ask them what this is really like. That's like 10 or 15 questions you should ask. Maybe you don't ask all of them, but those drive towards culture. Those will ask and put somebody else, the person you're interviewing, in a position where they have to expand upon the culture. They have to start to answer themselves, answer the question to you and say, this is what we believe in. This is what we stand for. This is why it's important. This is how we operate. And that's the only way you're going to know what the culture is. I mean, this is the best you can do. Jesse, I understand you're nervous about getting back out there. And I fully appreciate that because you're worried about making a bad decision that leads you down a toxic path again. I can't tell you it won't happen. You won't really know what a culture is like until you're in it for two to three months probably. But you do these things. You research. You observe when you're there. And you ask a really pointed question to drive at things. 
you're going to put yourself in the best position to be in a good environment and know whether you can say yes or no. You're going to inform yourself to make a good decision. And I think that's all you can ask to do in this process at this point of the process. And trust me, there are a lot of really great culture fits out there in the sports industry. So I'm sure you'll find your match, Jesse. Thank you for trusting me with that question. It was a really cool one. I'm glad we got to dig into that. Okay, coming up on Wednesday, Sam Fisher, who's a stadium experience manager for the Tennessee Titans. Here's why I love this conversation. For one, Sam is really smart and very personable. But she worked for seven years in minor league baseball. And a lot of our conversation gets around why that's a great training ground. We've talked about it before. She gives the real hands-on. And after seven years in minor league baseball, when she went to jump to the NFL, they looked at her like, oh, we know what it takes to work in minor league baseball. We know you've done a little bit of everything. We trust you're ready for this step. And now she gets into what it's like working in the NFL, being the stadium experience manager, really working on fan engagement facility, day of game experience, really cool interview, something we haven't covered a ton on this show. So she really gets into her role and that process. And I'm telling you, if you're listening, you're going to think to yourself, that might be something I want to pursue because it's a really cool conversation. So listen in for Sam Fisher on Wednesday. Thanks for listening to everybody. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen and send us your questions. We're always looking for great questions from our audience. Send them to me through any of our social media channels. Send us a video of you asking the question. We'll put it into the show itself and we'll put it on our YouTube channel. Email me, bclap at workinsports.com. Like these are the ways you can communicate with us. Let us know your questions you want answered because that's why we help you get the answers you need for your sports career. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate all of you. <laughs>